0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back yeah. to another episode of Facts versus Rhetoric. Thank you very much for joining us today. Appreciate it. As always, I am constantly blown away each day over a multitude of things that I just don't understand. And I find myself constantly asking, what don't I know? Because it doesn't make sense, right? There are plenty of things that don't make sense, things that are broken and things that are just outright ignored or not even looked into. And it's easy for me to explain these things to my wife when she's just pondering why more people don't get it. She'll say, I I can't believe parents are giving their kids these COVID shots without looking into them. And what she means is, She can't believe that people are blindly trusting those telling us that these experimental gene therapy shots that don't prevent you from becoming infected or stop you from transmitting the man-made gain-of-function bioweapon to Nana, that they're telling you it's safe and it's effective and you should do it. And don't ask us for proof and don't ask any questions of all the hypocrisies in our guidance or the in the mandates and stop being selfish and just do it the people who are pressuring and coercing you into doing something that they will pay no price for if they're wrong if this thing kills you or maims you or makes you a big pharma customer for life because you have no immune system left and if you're dumb enough to believe us the first time then we got you so blindly trusting those people who lied to you about aluminum, tobacco, opioids, talcum, fluoride, GMOs, sugars, fats, food pyramid, mercury, fucking all that shit, all the established lies, those same people and the same government agencies that lied to you about all of those dangerous things to make a buck are suddenly telling you the truth? I mean, you know, aluminum's bad for you. You know, you try to buy deodorant that doesn't have it in there. You know, tobacco's bad. You stop smoking and look sideways at people that are still fucking doing it. You know, opioids are addictive, even though they told you they weren't. You only eat fish once a week because of the fucking mercury. You avoid GMOs in your food. You try to cut down on the sugars because it's those carbs that are keeping you overweight. And what did they tell you to eat more of grains or vegetables? (laughs) Fucking grains. The point is, knowing all of that, You somehow trust them without questioning a safe and effective shot because now they're telling you the truth, right? That's cognitive dissidence. We covered that in a previous podcast. So identifying the why is easy. And what I wanted to get into today is the how. How are some of us conditioned into immediate compliance, immediate accepting of a narrative or a story regardless of the trustworthiness of the source and regardless of a proven track record of the source and regardless all of the information to make an informed decision. If I could narrow down the how into like a pyramid form, like a top triangle would be the demonization of skepticism. And I'm not sure how else to put it. It's the, it's the use of those derogatory terms to discredit or to minimize the skeptics, right? To delegitimize them, you know, the uh, conspiracy theorists, anti-vaxxers, you know, whatever those terms are, they're they're used for a reason, right? Because they're trying to shut down any skepticism, and it's a tactic to avoid any discussion on the topic. I mean, think about the opposition to any topic that you're very passionate about. Is your default to attack their personalities or their sources or their specific policies and ideas? Do you immediately dismiss them without even acknowledging their point of view? Or do you enter into a discussion with the goal of trying to figure out the what don't I know part of the discussion? Or hear the way the mainstream media or so-called pundits and experts frame these things It's always about shutting down the skepticism and demonizing the other side before they actually get a chance to ask legitimate questions. Why are we supposed to just accept inconsistencies and not say anything? Millions of people have been conditioned to believe what they're told and that it is immoral or some sort of indictment on your mental state if you don't immediately and unquestionably accept whatever story is told to you by the institutions of authority, by the mainstream media, by anybody that you deem to be in charge of a certain fucking topic or subject. As Glenn Greenwald pointed out, this framework is being constructed by journalists whose sole purpose in life, in their professional life, is to question and challenge the claims of the powerful. We covered the need for a free press in a previous episode. We need a free press to keep power in check. Without that, there are no guardrails for these people with power. There, there's no checks and balances. There's no accountability. And most of today's so-called, and freaking air quotes, because this is a, an audio thing, not a visual thing, but most of today's so-called journalists are not doing their job of questioning the narratives of those in power. And worse yet, they're demonizing those that do. Skepticism can never be wrong. Okay, I'm going to repeat that because that's probably the most important thing I'll say today. Skepticism can never be wrong. Repeat the line. End of end of quote. Okay, because skepticism simply says, "Hey, uh, there's a hole in your story that needs to be pursued." Okay, there's some missing evidence. There's some faulty reasoning. There's contradictions. There's hypocrisies. Like all of these things need to be looked at and even if the evidence comes out later proving the you know initial claim to be true that doesn't mean the skepticism that you showed was not valid or necessary okay the demonization of questioning anything that's that that's something right that is a major issue and it's responsible for all of this badness that goes downstream of that No questioning equals no accountability. No need to do the right thing. All you have to do is tell a story, i.e. a fucking lie, and no one will question it. Jeffrey Epstein killed himself. Huh? Wasn't he on suicide watch? That's weird. The security cameras were off or not working. Isn't he associated with the most powerful people in the world? Yeah. Wasn't he convicted... Of procuring prostitution from an underage girl yeah wasn't he federally charged with sex trafficking yeah so he got caught sex trafficking kids as young as 14 he only hangs out with the world's elite he dies in prison in a very suspicious manner there are holes in this story there's missing evidence skepticism is warranted but nope suicide Stop spreading misinformation, you tinfoil hat, wearing election-denying Russian sympathizer. Speaking of Russia, how about this one? Russia blew up their own pipeline. Really? Why would they do that? Didn't Biden publicly vow to shut down another country's pipeline if Ukraine was invaded? Let me answer the first question first. If Germany, if if Russia invades... uh... That means tanks or troops crossing the uh, the, the border of Ukraine. Uh, again, then uh, there will be uh, we there will be no longer a Nord Stream two. We we will bring an end to it. But do, but how will you how will you do that exactly? Since the project and control of the project is within Germany's control, we will. Uh, I promise you we'll be able to do it. Oh. Okay. So a lot of holes in the Russia blows up their own pipeline story, not to mention our own president there threatening to end the pipeline. Uh hello. Skepticism is warranted. But no, no, no. Support Ukraine. Pray for pray for Ukraine. Don't pay any attention to the senile maniac behind the curtain. I'm sorry. I try real hard not to personally attack people's choices, but I got to exercise a moment of weakness here because I need to get this out of my head to all of those support Ukraine, my blue and yellow flaggers, my lawn signers, my virtue signalers with Ukraine flag badges on their social media, to all of those that blindly support Ukraine without acknowledging the U.S.'s role in causing this. You are what is killing this country. Your following without question allows us to keep doing this. Go back and listen to the Ukraine-U.S. podcast I did a while back. The United States created this mess on purpose. We overthrew Ukraine's democratically elected government in 2014. Why did we do that? Because they were going to buy natural gas from Russia and not the European Union. We can't have that. We installed a new leader who was more EU friendly. Then we sold arms to Ukraine to bomb their own fucking citizens in the Donbass region. You know, because they were mostly Russian speaking and wanted to keep a connection to their former homeland. We, the United States, in their financial interests, needed Ukraine to have an adversarial relationship with Russia because it gives us a never ending conflict to send money to the military industrial complex. Have you read any of the spending bills that are passed in the House for Ukraine? We covered it in the last po- in one of the podcasts. All that money doesn't just go to Ukraine. It goes to our military. My point is, Ukraine will do whatever we tell it to do. So instead of saying to Ukraine, I don't know, don't join NATO. Stop bombing your own fucking citizens in the Donbass region. Buy energy from whoever you want because you're a sovereign fucking country. We go to them into a war. So Wall Street and the military industrial complex could profit. Nick, how are they profiting? I don't know. In March, we gave them a billion dollars. April, we gave them $800 million. May, we gave him another $150 million. Oh, another $100 million in May. June, we gave them $450 million. July, the total money given to the military for Ukrainian aid was up to $7 billion fucking dollars. August was another 800 million. Oh wait, another 2.98 million at the end of August. September was another additional 600 million. October an additional 775 million. November 400 million, bringing us to an 18.9 billion dollar care package to the military industrial complex courtesy of the taxpayers for a conflict we started. And there was a report at the end of October that the Congress might try to rush through another 50 billion fucking dollars before the GOP could block it if they win the House. So when you say we stand with Ukraine, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Do you stand with the Nazis of Ukraine? Do you stand with the bombing of their own citizens? I mean, Jesus Christ. (sighs) I'm sorry. That's been percolating for a while. Sorry about that. Back Back to the issue at hand, the death of skepticism. One last example to try and drive this point home, the Paul Pelosi attack. So here's what I gathered from the story that they want us to believe. A rainbow flag waving BLM supporting nudist got up around 2 a.m. on Friday morning, put on some underwear, jogged all the way to Nancy Pelosi's house he breached two layers of maximum level secret service security designed to protect the third most powerful person in our country. Because if, if Joe's brain activity finally stops and if Kamala gets killed by one of her word salads, Nancy Pelosi is in charge of this country. So again, this guy who lives in a bus, who's armed with nothing but his tidy whities and a fucking hammer, breaches secret service security, gets into the house, And in front of police, screams, where's Nancy? Before hitting Paul Pelosi in the head with his trusty hammer. In front of police, mind you. Oh yeah, I forgot that. So Paul opened the door for police, and then what? He walked back over to the man who was there to assault him or his wife, and then got hit in the head with the hammer while the police were there? Okay, sorry. I just have one question, if I'm just permitted here to exercise just a little bit of skepticism if this guy who's apparently jason fucking born has all of these skills to breach two levels of federal security in some sort of assassination attempt with a hammer only to not check if she was even going to be in the country hello hi so today's call to action be skeptical Embrace skepticism in every facet of your life. You have the ability because you do it. It's just selective. If you saw a, a man holding a sign asking for money because he was homeless, right? And then you notice, wow, he's dressed in designer jeans. He's wearing a fucking $600 Canadian goose jacket. He's got the new Air Jordans on. He's talking on a new iPhone while holding up a sign. Would you give him the money? You know, something tells me your skepticism would kick in and be like, you'd start to notice the contradictions here, maybe a hole or two in his story, and maybe think twice about giving him some money because it looks like he doesn't need it. Well, Nick, what if someone else gave him all those items and he is homeless and is in need of the money? Okay, if that's true and you believe that, then go for it. Give him some fucking money. It still doesn't mean the skepticism wasn't warranted Or in any way prove that we shouldn't exercise it. Bonus call to action. Go into everything with a desire to learn what you don't know. The other side seems just as confident that they're right as you do. So, gotta ask yourself, what are you missing? What don't you know? You gotta investigate that shit. You need to update your positions as new information emerges. The call for skepticism needs to be as loud, if not louder, than the calls to demonize it. Remember what Plato said, those who tell stories rule society. Let's make sure the stories are true before we repeat them to others and demonize those who question them. Of the world would not be the same. Two people laughed the destroyer of worlds. I suppose we all thought that one way or another.